table, and I caught it just before it dropped to the hardwood floor. The name at the top of the text did not surprise me, but it did make me sad. Cassie was forever drinking and texting me in the middle of the night. I wasn't the only one trying to find my way after a shitty relationship. A frown dipped between my brows as I read the text. At Tink's bar, please come get me. Like me, Cassie was no longer attached to a man. Unlike me, it had been her choice, and a smart one at that. Peter had been messing around on her for a year. Unfortunately, the breakup had left Cassie vulnerable and a bit on the dangerous side when it came to men. Worse, she'd taken a job that, while high-paying and keeping her in top shape, was almost as dangerous as her choice in men. She was a skydiver during the day and a karate instructor at night, hence my lessons in both. Cassie, what are you doing now? I asked as I typed a quick reply that I was on my way. Sighing, I tucked the phone into my back pocket and headed for the stairs that led into the basement and my little sister's suite. After Mike left, she moved in because she wanted to take care of me. At least, that was what she said. I did my best not to point out that she was homeless at the time and jobless, and pretty much a slug when it came to making any sort of an effort to change either of those things. All she did was sleep, which made me wonder if she was struggling with depression. Not the first time to consider that path, I found myself making a note to get her to the doctor, even if I had to drag her. I knocked on her door, then let myself in. Dominique, I'm going out to get Cassie from the bar. I shouldn't be long. Allie? She waved a hand at me and barely lifted her head. Her features were so close to mine we could have been twins in our coloring. Blonde hair and blue-green eyes that were sometimes labeled as turquoise. I smiled at her, the tousled look, and for a moment I could see her as a kid again. Only a few years younger than me, she was anything but a kid. But I would always be older and she would always be my responsibility. Yeah, that's my name, I said. I'll be back soon, okay? She yawned, closed her eyes, and snuggled back into the couch cushions. I rolled my eyes at her ability to just drop off like that. A talent I wished I had. I tossed a blanket over her prone form, flicked off the light beside the couch, and headed out to my car. The drive to Tink's took a little under half an hour, and the light rain on the roads kept me doing the speed limit like a good girl. New England in the winter was dodgy at best, especially here, this close to the mountains. It wouldn't be long before we'd be knee-deep in snow if the dropping temperatures were any indication. Pulling up to the bar, I peered through the rain that was no longer light, but coming down in buckets that splatted my windshield. Awesome. Just flipping awesome, Cassie. Why couldn't you have done this on a summer's night? I foolishly had not brought a coat, thinking I had one in the front seat. That's what I got for having a garage attached to the house. I'd climbed into the car wearing nothing more than a t-shirt and loose pajama bottoms. In part because, silly me, had thought Cassie would be smart enough to be waiting outside. I was never going to learn when it came to my friend. With a huff, I slid out of the car, threw one arm over my head and rushed toward the building. I stepped in no less than two puddles, and I cursed them both as they soaked my pant legs almost to my knees. I hit the bar door at full speed and flung it open wide. The heavy wooden door banged against the wall with a thunderous boom that echoed in the empty space. Empty space? I took a step and then another as I wiped the rain from my face. 
While it was late, the bar should have still had a few patrons left. A few hangers on. Tinks never really shut down. Where was Bobby Joe the bouncer and Earl, the old guy who all but lived here? I didn't think either of them had actually had a home, but lived in the bar itself. Yet they weren't here and the place was empty. As empty as a tomb holding the secrets of the dead. I shivered and wrapped my arms around my middle. Stupid writer brain just had to go there, didn't you? I thought. I cleared my throat and squared my shoulders. Cassie, where are you? There was silence for a heartbeat and then a voice that was most certainly not Cassie's answered me. Ah, so you are the friend she called on. Lovely. We were thinking you might not come. The voice was velvety soft, distinctly masculine, and maybe another time I would have thought it sexy as all get out.